Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee, 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 handful of things have happened in like the Gloonaverse uh, since we finished recording in August. Yes. Um, one of them is, uh, no, to catch people up, no, we have not yet listened to and here's what you missed. Um, no. Is that the name of the podcast? And that's what you missed, I think. And that's what you missed. Um, we've just both been very busy. It's, but yeah. I did, um, yeah, I did used to listen to showmance when it was their last podcast that they were doing and they were basically doing what we do with recapping each episode but i now have not delved back in to official glee cast podcast right item number two uh yes we were asked to be in the upcoming glee (laughs) documentary whatever that is going to be and um the story behind that is that we were reached out to on facebook we followed up once. The The casting associate was actually really cool in reaching out to us, emailing us with the details. Yeah. And then we just flat out forgot, and yeah, we're us, so baby. sorry. Um, we Again, this has been a very busy year for us, personally, professionally, etc. Yeah. All very great things, very hashtag blessed. But um, the, the side effect of that was that we forgot to take part in the Glee documentary. <laughs> the so, side um, effect of that is so... we might have missed our big break. <laughs> <laughs> our big break into the world of po- the Glee podcasters, and we were like, I just can't. But, but also, I feel like I, I'm af- also afraid that that's going to come out, and Ryan Murphy is going to like individually target everybody that speaks out. So maybe on that. we like, dodged so a maybe, bullet. Is what you're saying? Maybe we dodged a bullet. Jury's out. I don't know. Um, but like, uh, but like, good good luck to all of that happening. Like genuinely, like no shade. <laughs> Honestly, like, very happy for you. I think the side effect of being a part-time podcaster in your 30s is that someone might contact you to be part of a documentary, and you can't because you have other responsibilities. Right. (laughs) Because you're like, oh, I'm too busy. I gotta sleep. A main job and side jobs Mm -hmm. and families and um, (laughs) self-care. So you're just like, I'm sorry, Uh, I can't participate in your Glee documentary. I'm too tired. Right. And then uh, I I guess there's been, like, Leah Michelle funny girl stuff happening. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly care. Um, the new Broadway cast recording uh, came out yes, with her. So yes. now if you want to listen to, you can make a whole playlist of just Leah Michelle covers of Don't Rain On My Parade. And it would have more It would be a multiple song playlist. Yeah, you could put it on the car and people would be like, is this... Are you playing the same like, song over and over? And you'd be like, no. It's like that. It's like that. Uh, John Mulaney, what's new, Pussycat yes. bit, but like more cursed. Do you think? I wish I want. I'm sure someone's done this. I want to get like headphones and play 
Glee cast version Don't Rain on My Parade in one ear and Funny Girl Broadway version in the other ear and really try to dissect the differences. Are we talking strictly Leah Michelle's or are we talking... Yeah, I was, but now I'm thinking of every version of Don't Rain on My Parade ever. Okay. Cast it out into the universe. And there's a lot of versions. There's a lot of versions, a lot of great talented singers singing those versions. Um... I say, I, Karina, I say do it with all of your free time that yeah. we just talked about that we have, um, and uh, we'll report back. Um, um, and then Court fin- Overstreet was in a Christmas movie with Lindsay Lohan that I have not seen. Yes. Yes, that was an item that I forgot to write down, so thank you for bringing it up. Um, genuinely want to check that one out. Let us know if you've watched it and if you have thoughts and feelings on that, because um, it's Sam from Glee and Katie from Mean Girls, and I am fascinated. Yeah, what a cross-section of the universes. And then finally, thank you to everyone who, like, wrote in to us while we were not recording. We were publishing episodes for a lot of that time, but um, uh, while we were on hiatus, we appreciate everyone that has been catching up with the show and reaching out to us. And those who made fan art, that's pretty spectacular. Um, We're just really appreciative that you are coming along for the ride with us, um, as well as our... uh, community tight little community of glee podcasters um who have been guests here who we've been guests on their shows like it's it's such a fun time and we're really uh we're really stoked to be part of this yeah look out we're welcome to season four you'll see some returning guests maybe some new guests if you have other ideas you can tell us them and we'll try our best to listen please um should we go on to the episode proper i guess if we want we can actually talk about the episode of Glee that we're here to talk about. Yeah. I guess we can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, might as well. So, Ian, today we are here to talk about season four, episode one of Glee. It's entitled The New Rachel. That is a title with a fun double meeting, as we'll discover. Uh, yes. And it originally aired September 13th of 2012. Okay. So put yourself wow. back... Go in your little flashback machine and imagine September 13th, 2012, Ian. Oh, he was working on a cursed version of the Scottish play. (laughs) And, like, not cursed. And not just just cursed because of, like, Macbeth is cursed or whatever. But, like, just just a truly wild experience in September 2012. My senior year of college, therefore Karina, your junior year. Um, It's... um, yeah holy shit that was only season four um also like wild wild for me to think of the fact that like rachel would have been like a freshman when i was a senior in college if they had like that wanted to they could have sent rachel to uh a suny in uh beautiful hudson valley and we would have been watching a very different show rachel barry walking around our campus yeah uh, being just as obnoxious as the rest of us theater majors. She honestly probably would have fit in very well. <laughs> Truly. And I can admit to that, yeah. Um, the only thing... I remember several things about that production of Macbeth. Um, but what I remember the most vividly is I went to see it and realized very quickly I did not know the plot of Macbeth. So I quickly <laughs> Googled it in the intermission. And one of the professors was sitting very near me and was like, are you actually looking up the plot of Macbeth right now and I was like <laughs> yes you don't know me shut up <laughs> you don't you don't teach me I'm not part of this crowd Wait, who was it Anita oh my god even better yeah 
I think because I, I was okay. sitting with Zach, so she like she's like, "Are you googling the plot of Macbeth?" And I was like, "Look, with this staging, I'm very confused." And knowing Anita, like she might have confused you for a theater major. I was like, in plenty of people did. Yeah, I was in the the circle, but uh, yeah. and you know what? To be fair, after watching that production, I still don't know what was going on. There, I highly recommend the Denzel Washington Francis McDormand version. Not the Shakespeare and Glee. Um, Almost none, I would say. But yeah, so that was tw- September 2013. 2012. From, uh, 2012, from yes. our millennial end. Um, yes. We were living the yes. life that Rachel starts to live, except not quite like that at all, I assume. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. This episode started, and I was like, this is how it starts? This is where we yeah. begin? Quite a bang of an opening, really. Yeah. Um, um, because we open on Niata. It is... I don't know if it, it's not day one. It's like week one of Niata. What I can only describe is we open into like sexy dance class. Truly. And it's dance 101. So like already we're off to a terrible start because like you never just have like dance 101. Like No, I was going to always... say that's, there's no way there's a class called dance 101. And if there no. is, if there was a class called dance 101, it shouldn't be this because no. the expectations are way too high for dance 101. For, like, general dance 101 with the, what is ostensibly the, like, stereotypically strictest former, like, chorus girl Kate Hudson as Cassandra July, also a wild name. Um, Yeah. It's it's clearly, like, a theater dance jazz class. Like, and you could have just said jazz dance 101, and it, like, that took no time at all to say. That's no more time than dance 101. They weren't going for realism. They were going for sexy dance class. Fair, right. You can tell Rachel stands out because she's wearing a pink tutu over all her black. And she's the shortest one in that class. She's so short. She's tiny. (laughs) I was like, also, this is my other beef, and this kind of comes up through all the dance scenes. It's like, the vibe is Rachel stands out because she's being picked on. But also, like, everyone else seems to be in the know about what it's like to be in a class with Cassandra July. Like, you right. don't do that. And I'm like, if this is Dance 101, what are you all doing here if you clearly, like, know this teacher and are here? Like, this isn't... Someone either misnames the class or Rachel's in the wrong class. Like, or Rachel's bad at reading the syllabus. Like, And, like, it's this whole very stereotypical... It's very meta, I find, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of, like... There's a lot of, like, theater school discourse happening on my corner of TikTok, like, dissecting, like, the abusive and, like, body-shaming, dysmorphic behaviors that, like, teachers put us through in these, like, conservatory-style programs. Um, Mine happened before college, not to Mm -hmm. brag. Um, But it's very much, like, the whole scene is very much, like, if you're not, like, if you don't have body dysmorphia by the end of the week, you're in the wrong place. And it's, like, you're being, you're trying to be satirical, but... In reality, it's just bad. And, like, again, this was 2012. We weren't having these discussions yet, but, like, 10 years later, wild. Wild, wild, Um, wild. How do we feel about Little Miss David Schwimmer? Um, I don't don't know how to respond to that. I know, right? Because it's not, like, is this supposed to be a Jewish thing? That's, is that, that, I I think? Hold on. Let me, let me look up a David Schwimmer. Let Maybe me I'm Google like... Little Miss David Schwimmer. Also, my fa- my favorite toddlers in Tierra Beauty Pageant. <laughs> my girl, McKaylee, has been Little Miss David Schwimmer three years in a row. She's got that a sparkle absolute... on the stage. That would absolutely happen where I grew up in Rockland County. 
Um, I mean, here's the thing. If it is supposed to be a Jewish joke and, like, calling out that Rachel looks Jewish, David Schwimmer would not be my touchstone for, like, notable Jewish-looking actor. Right. Like, I guess he, I guess. Like, I don't know. Do you look at this and see Leah Michelle? <laughs> no. You see David Schwimmer. I see David. I see Ross from Friends, of course. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're in the Ryan Murphy cinematic universe, you see um, Robert Kardashian. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about that. That's. I think that's who he played. I know. I think actually, you're right. No. Yeah. I mean, bottom line is good for David Schwimmer for booking work after Friends. That's what counts. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I was like, oh, this is a weird one. And it also it's did not feel one. particularly timely, even for 2012. Right. But. Like, yeah. So this a- does answer my question. Like, is this is a satire of a dance teacher, but this can also maybe not that far off? It, correct. Yeah, I would say exactly that. It's, yeah. It's not um, uncommon for people to be like, oh, yeah, I've had a teacher like that who's. Absolutely. Who was like, this is tough love, but it was really just bullying. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, in the ballet world, especially when it comes to, like, Rockettes being involved. Um, Those Rockettes. uh, It's icky. It's icky. Um, And then, like, I do appreciate, though, the Ohio roast. Like, I appreciate Mm -hmm. that she was like, I bet you're the biggest star in, in, like, Idaho. Iowa. 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 I like Um, Idaho. Me too. Um, (laughs) The biggest star in Idaho. Um, but welcome to, welcome to New York, you suck. Yeah. Which, like, bullying, but also not inaccurate for anyone coming to New York. Sorry about it. And I do like that Rachel just exudes Midwest energy, right? Like, she does have that, like, oh, I see. You think you're a, yeah, you were hot shit back in your small town, but now you're in. Big fish little pond. Yep, yep, yep. Truly. Cut to Jacob Ben Israel. um, With a haircut. with a haircut, uh, the fro is gone, um, and now the new directions are popular. Tina yeah. has a freshman assistant, which I found hilarious. This is the beginning of Tina's bitch era? Yes. You know, Honestly, well-deserved. Yeah. But she and Mike Chang have broken up, so she has changed her tattoo from Mike Chang Forever to Make Change Forever. Very funny. Honestly, great. I liked that, too. I was like... Right. Oh, and not a bad tattoo. Not a bad tattoo. Um, either way, honestly. Um, yeah. And it, this ends with, um, which one of you is the new Rachel? And all of them, this is Tina, Blaine, Artie, and Brittany, Brittany say. all respond, I am. And there's our plot. There's our That's our setup. It's the everybody. new Rachel. Um, we also learn, basically, after that, when Rachel is reading the, that blog, that Jacob's blog is called Jacob Blog is Real. Very good. I like which, that. Um, so, Ian, before we get any further, who do you think is the new, who do you think is the new Rachel? God, I mean, the sad thing is, like, no one, because there's only one Rachel, which is, like, disgusting, but also, like, kind of the whole thing. Um, I do think think... by, like, the show's terms, calling it Blaine is accurate in a lot of ways. I agree, but, and, like, this is jumping ahead, but I do think Blaine should be considered the new Finn. He is the new Finn. Because he's he's very much, and this was a plot line all last season or whatever, but, like, he's 
he's the new male lead. And the yeah. whole Rachel thing is like, yes, she's a star, but she's the female lead. Yes. Um, so so I want so I want it to be Tina. Like I want I want us to make good on the, the Tina promise that she we made. She even says that at some point in the episode. She goes, Rachel literally told me times. I would be the new Rachel. Yeah. And like a little bit like I know like she's go go Tina. Yes. Like that's her vibe, but like the haircut, like the dresses, yeah. it does evoke a little bit of like Rachel like yes. Um so I would want that for her. Um, anyway, we cut to Rachel's inner monologue. Um, apparently her roommate is just always having sex with her in the room. That's just inconsiderate. But, like, behind a modesty screen, which is at least... Like, that's the hilarious part to me. First of all, <laughs> does that mean the roommate... Either Niata supplies the modesty screens for roommates who want to bang, or this girl was like, I know I'm going to be having so much sex in college, so I'm going to bring this modesty screen, so even though we're sharing a room... You can only see vague silhouettes instead of the whole shebang. I, I it does make you wonder. <laughs> um, yeah, Rachel points out that she has not heard from Finn, has not like, str- not even a word in two months. That's I like, get it though. Here's the thing: they they're broken up. Have your space. Take your space. Am I like? I feel like. I guess they did. Did they fully break up, or was it like? What, that's what I gathered from the finale, from the whole Roots Before Branches debacle. Like, it feels I, actually I it... very David Schwimmer. It feels very much like mm. we were. Maybe that's what Cassandra July maybe. was picking up was that we were on a break of it all. Cassandra July is actually a Cassandra. Period. Yes. And yes. That's why they named her that. They knew. Ooh, ooh we cracked it, Karina. We're done here. Um, we're not. Um, no. Yeah, I was under the impression that they were just fully formed, broken up. Yeah, I guess that's fair. He did, like, put her on a train and make her move away instead of getting married. That does feel somewhat, um... Yeah, and, like, I had that note later in the episode where, like, where, like, a new hot junior guy comes in and is like, oh, is that your boyfriend? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I thought he wasn't. I thought that was the whole point of the finale. No, but, like, they're not getting... I was always under the impression that they weren't getting married, but they were going to go back to, like, still be together. But, again, if he's basically ghosted her for two months... um, Right. That's... I know he's in the army or whatever, but... Right. I don't think they don't let you talk to people in the army. Right. Yeah. You gotta have your one phone call home a week or whatever. And we, we see here, like... It's her basically a mirror of her inner monologue from the beginning, mm-hmm. from, like, the pilot. She has her night routine, but she does it at 3 a.m. because co-ed bathrooms, uh, whatever. People oh. were making fun of her moisturizing routine. Yes, that was Which, it. like, um, there's no way a dorm full of theater people isn't equally as eccentric with their various beauty routines. Truly. I'm kind of surprised that it's not, like, I had to do my moisturizing routine at 3 a.m. because the bathrooms were full right, and everybody was no fighting for mirror space. Yes. That would have been a better joke. You should have written this. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Glee Boot? We have a pitch. Um, this, for this one different joke. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we're in the bathroom. She's doing her night routine at 3 a.m. and all of a sudden she hears... A voice, and it's a dude singing from the bath, from the shower. Yep, it's and a it's classic very way much, to intro a male. 
Exactly. Very like very much a mirror of the pilot where she's like sneaking around the bathroom to see who it is. Yep. And it's uh it's Brody Weston, which okay. is probably the single whitest name I've ever heard. For the one of the whitest men this show has ever had, which is saying something. Truly. He looks like if you Googled attractive male, like I feel like that's what pops up. He looks like one of those Amber Crombie models that used to put outside the stores to entice yes. girls to go shop there. Like, he doesn't oh, have a personality, he just has pecs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no vibes, just pecs. Um, no vibes, just pecs. <laughs> Which they, of course, count, they, they uh, cash in on that by having him be shirtless for the entire first scene that he is in. Right. Which, he also has a moisturizing routine because... Something about, like, our our skin is our canvas and paintbrush and everything. And it's okay. just truly, like, Ryan Murphy got a shirtless hot dude in again. Congratulations. Check it yep. off the list. Um, so we also learn homeboy is straight. Good for him. You know how um, we learn he's straight? Because after talking about his moisturizing routine and how much he loves theater, he does just say, by the way, I'm straight. He doesn't drop Because I know you were wondering. He says, I know you were wondering, speaking to the audience as well, I guess. I'm straight. It was truly, it was truly like a fourth wall break, like more it than was anything. Like, like turn to the show. audience. Yes. By the way, um, uh, it was like Ryan Murphy was like, "By the way, I'm the new potential love interest for you." Right. I mean, like, cool. We've established that. Um, we did what we needed to do here. I guess is the my point. beef um, with this scene. No one looks that good at three a.m. I don't care. No. I don't care no. how well you like. If you just put like, or coming out of the shower. No one looks that good at, and is able to have that coherent of a conversation at 3 in the morning. It's Truly. a cursed time. You shouldn't... Can you confirm. Shouldn't, they should have been, like, looking like zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I hallucinating you? Right. I don't know. Am I? Ryan Murphy's never been up at 3 a.m. It is shows. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, his college experience. Like, this is actually his, like, nighttime routine, but he just never was up at 3 a.m. Anyway... So we cut to the Glee Club. We're back at McKinley High. Congratulations. We still have juniors. Um, Everyone wants to audition now. It's time to look forward. We lost some big voices, but we got to look forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Enter Unique. Um, Yes. Oh, also, Kurt. We see Kurt come back before this. So Kurt is just depressingly... Rachel calls Kurt, lies to him about how well New York is treating her. Yes. And then we find out that Kurt is still just roaming around the halls of his high school right which Um, interesting choice like it's interesting to have like um the the and i say this as the theater major that like came back a lot Mm -hmm. um but like this was college um to have like the the guy like almost a guy who peaked in high school but it was in theater yes Um, and they even say that like normally it's normally it's like jocks like who are coming back and reliving right. their glory days. Not often you see it with a Glee Club person. Yeah. Alex Newell has been brought on to the cast yes. officially. Yes. It is followed up very quickly by a very bad, great haircut Mercedes joke. Yep. Um, yikes. Also, um, we learned that Sugar and Joe are still here. Yo, I Somehow. was pleasantly surprised. Like, holy crap. Um, and... They, and they plan another sing-off in order to decide who's going to be I know, I was going to say, Ian, we're having a sing-off. It's we're in all caps. We're having a sing-off. It's we're in all caps. It's in sing-off time. Because oh. 
they're all like, instead of being like, wow, welcome to our Glee Club, we love to have you. They're like, you're more competition to be the new Rachel and we hate you. Truly. Um, which is wild because, and like, of course, like this is kind of a whole setup for right. the rest of the episode because now they're popular. They're sitting with popular Fame kids. They're sitting with them. cheerleaders. That's it. That's it. But the sing-off they do is um, okay. The, the okay. another chokehold of 2012. So first of all, they go to the sing-off auditorium. At the beginning of this episode, Artie was like, "I'm the new Rachel." He was part of that, right? Apparently, yes. he's taken himself off the table. He's now judging I, the competition. Sucks to yeah. be Artie. Sucks to be Artie. Now, Tina so confidently decries, like, here's the song we're singing. It's the song Rachel would have done. And just by those words alone, would you have ever have guessed what the next song that would be, we, the first song we would hear on season four, which would be Carly Rae Jepsen's Call, Call Me Maybe. Maybe. I mean, no, but also, like, It was consistency. the song of the summer. It was. It absolutely was. It really was. Like, remember the number of, like, dance videos to that? Like, this yeah. was pre-TikTok, too. Yes. I don't, I would not have guessed that for Rachel, but also, no. um, consistency is not exactly key in the Glee universe. <laughs> that's true. Like, they, that's just a dumb, they just lied to us online. This isn't what Rachel would have sang, but it does make sense that this is what Glee would have picked for them to sing as the first song of season four. Exactly. They're just showing their ass a little bit. A little bit. Um, and it's a fun song. Like they do a good job with it. Um, I, I don't think I agree. I think I agree that it's a fun song. I love this song. I love Carly Rae Jepsen, um, and I do genuinely love this song. This rendition sounded like Kids Bop to me. I'll give you that. It I will sounded give you like that. it didn't sound like a Glee cover. It sounded like a Kids Bop cover, and I was like, okay. oh, I would never pick this version over the original Carly Rae Jepsen. They did not capture the spirit. Oh, totally. Maybe I just love Call Me Maybe original too much that I feel like they did a disservice by doing it on Glee. I, I'll give you that. I buy that 100%. Because the song, a bop. Yeah, totally. This, something was just off. It was off. It was kids bop. It was. And I think like that was also, like not to defend Glee, but I think that was mm-hmm. also part of like that a little bit of the point of that. That's was fair. Was to be like, yeah, none of them are really the new Rachel. Look no, how, none of like, them are star powering their way through this. They're right. kids bopping their way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, there's like a kids bopping your way through life joke a la Wicked in there somewhere, yep. but I don't know what it is. Kids bopping along. Kids bopping along. <laughs> um, cut to, the, they're at the Lima Bean. It Kurt, I guess, works there now. Yes. Which, like, yeah, fair. That would be a reasonable job yeah. for... Uh, um, oh, and I think we even glossed over... So, Sue has had her baby, like, maybe yes. a scene or two back. Sue has had her baby, and we are introduced to Kitty, who is... The new Quinn. The new Quinn, but without, like, the mental health issues. Also and, a poor yes. joke, but whatever. Yep. Um, and she's just here to be mean. Like, that's her whole game. Yep. She's um, a mean blonde cheerleader. Yes. Um, but now that we're at the Lima Bean, um, and Kitty's just in the corner being like, my ice latte is too cold. Yes. Just truly to be mean. Um, yeah. I, I just I was like, she's here to be the new Flash. Um, yes, she is. She's the um, new Flash. Um, and Kurt is, like, overwhelmed by his job. There's not much to the scene other than, like, hey, how's Santana? Well, it's hard to, to scissor right. over Skype, which is and wild. to show that Kurt is holding on too much to his glee past. 
because yes. he's excited for auditions for a glee club he's no longer part of because he has graduated. Yes. That's really that with that scene. Um, yep. Cut to Kate Hudson um, is proud of her student because he's dropping out of college to be in Wicked as a flying monkey. Kate Hudson is proud, but then immediately makes an alcoholic smoothie. Yeah, it's it's Cassandra July lore that she was a dancing spoon at age 17. Yes. Um, and now she is has a drinking problem. By adding yes. vodka to her, what was previously just a fruit smoothie, it appears to be that she was needing to add the vodka to her smoothie because while she was proud of her student, it reminded her of her glory days, which she no longer has. Um, and she's taking it out on her students. Good for her for having a full blender in the studio. Yeah, also, like, nowhere near a wall, like, so I don't know where she's <laughs> plugging it in. But... I, I imagine the Niata salary is enough to get a battery-powered blender. Also, um, she ha- that also implies that she has a full freezer and a fridge that is stocked with vodka. Yeah. That she just pulled yeah. out an or rum. I don't know. Could have been either. I don't. I, rum either. would be better in this movie. It, yeah, I think so. I think it would complement it better. Um, and enter Marley. Yeah, who, uh, it's Supergirl. Supergirl herself. The CW expanded Glee universe. Yes, yes. Um, we're back in the crossover. Um, and uh, she enter Marley, and she is going to audition. Um, but also at the same time, like, they're telling Unique, hey, maybe you should just, like, be Wade, except for uh, during performances. Right. Because... Only bring out Unique when we she will benefit us to win, because otherwise it will threaten our popularity. Right. Which, like, what an about face and that's kind of the point of all of this is like yes the assimilate the assimilation into popularity like um, it's very high school the the whole the sign of the popularity is that they're sitting with the cheerleaders and the football players at lunch so they're sitting with right. that new head bitch kitty right and they all gang up on the lunch lady who is yes. large like her whole character overweight, is that she yeah. is overweight yeah we discover later like uh, Supergirl, who I also like to call Hat Girl, um, whose name is Marley. Yes. Um, but she, her whole, whole thing is she wears a hat mm-hmm. all the time. Like one of those newsy hats. Yeah, uh, which I Which is very it. true. Very 2012. Yeah. Yes, truly. Uh, well, that was when newsies uh, had come out, so it's only So she fitting. knew it, and, you know, there was always a hat girl. Yeah. There's That's always a horse girl, tell. always a hat girl. That's how you can tell she's different. She's wearing a hat. Um, but yeah. anyway, that large lunch lady is her mother. And so she's, her mother is very much, like, aware of basically, like, look, I'm very fat, and that gets you made fun of for being my daughter, so we'll just keep it on the DL, which is an interesting way to sort of frame that. It's such a weird decision. Uh, And it's also also really sad. It is. It's very sad. And also it's implied that they're not very wealthy because... She's sewing a J. Crew label into a like secondhand store sweater. Right. She does unfortunately tell her daughter that she's trying to encourage her daughter to go sing more because she's good at it, but she phrases it in what I think is the worst way by telling her daughter, You have magic in your throat. Gross. Why do you say it like that? Just say I, you're a good singer. You have yeah. magic in your throat? That sounds awful. Yeah. Sounds. I don't sounds think like you swallowed most something. people when they're talking about their singing voice don't think about how good their throat is. Throat. Yeah. You're not being it's... like, "Wow, you sing so good. Tell me more about there's... your throat." Yeah, they're like, "There's gold in them vocal cords." Like right? that's also you weird. You can say the chords. I don't know. Just in your heart, like, maybe like metaphorically. Yeah. 
like no you, like you would... have a gift just say yeah. you have a gift your voice like, is your gift i wouldn't be like wow your throat is so gifted wow good congrats great on that throat, throat of yours it's a magic throat no bad no um, mom say it any other way to just truly. call her a good singer and it's right and it's just so sad because she's like i'll park a few blocks away so no one sees you yeah. like get in and out of the car with me so like and like heartbreaking in the i would like not that it's the same thing but heartbreaking in like the whole kurt coming to terms with uh, or bert coming to terms with his son's sexuality thing like yeah it had the same appropriate level of like uh emotional energy there i think and like especially because this is right after we had seen all the quote popular kids roasting the yeah making fun of her yeah, I mean, it's also, like, they said, it, it, you don't remember what happened at the last school, so it's been implied that this has been, caused a problem for Hat Girl before. Yes. And so they're trying to avoid it, and the mom is really willing to basically beat herself down in order to make sure that her daughter has a better time. It's it's so sad. Like, it is. Damn. Anyway, back to Cassandra roasting Rachel. Yeah, immediately opening with like, uh, you better, you better decide how bad you want it. I'm not picking you. I'm motivating you. No. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. not what that is. No, you're just no. picking on her. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Especially when it's just her. Like we don't have any <laughs> evidence of her picking on anybody else. No. Um, and so Rachel just basically like innocently enough responds with, "There's alcohol on your breath," which yeah. apparently is enough of a catalyst for kate hudson to sing a lady gaga song a mashup um, lady gaga song what were what were those two songs because I, I mean i was watching with like closed captioning so it yeah. just said americano it's a mashed up with dance again by j-lo yes okay yeah i'm confusing i also my always forget i'm gonna be honest i didn't realize it was a mashup till i looked up the song list after the episode um thank you because i always know it's americano um but I always think it's going to be like that dance club song, No Speak Americano, that was popular also around 2012. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that was And it all, never is. Everywhere. And it's, it never yeah. is. It's always like, I'm always like, what song is this? And it's always Lady Gaga's Americano. And now I'm reminded of like, it was that song, and then like Pitbull did a version of it too. Yep. Oh, remember Pitbull. Um, Pitbull is apparently fantastic to see live. Like, I think really? he does a residency in Vegas right now. And it's apparently a great show. Like, even I mean, if you're are not going a huge... to Vegas, I, if we go to Vegas, we have to go see Pitbull, I guess. Like Pitbull and Adele, Pitbull, the two genders. Um, Pitbull puts on a better show than Katy Perry. Is the word on the street? Wow, wowie! It's um, been said that Katy Perry doesn't really know the words to her own songs, so she just makes up for it with lavish sets. That's bananas. Fascinating. I want to do a deep dive, po- like, bonus content podcast on that. On um, Katy Perry slander. Yeah. Well, not not even just that. Like, Katy Perry just, like, not knowing her own words. Um, what's going on there? Um, She's tired. She's just tired. Sure. Yeah, I don't blame her. <laughs> anyway, Kate Hudson is singing this mashup song that is very much um, evocative of her performance in Nine, the movie, the musical. Um, okay. Which, is, I mean, it's great. It's, like, it's a fun song. It was added for the movie. Um but the dancing is only just good, in my opinion. It's not like that was my question for peak. you. Well, and like, of course, like, what can you expect? It's dance one hundred and one. Like, yeah. If I'm surprised everyone already knows the combination so well. See, that's the thing. I was like, how do all these people? These people, they can't all be TAs. Because that one guy who was a monkey was like, I can't be your TA. I'm a monkey I have to now. Go to Broadway. And yeah. 
So are all these other people? Because she has like 10 people dancing with her. They can't all be 101. No. Is like, this I mean, it's a Rachel of, like, and Dance 30 people, and everyone else has been there before? I mean, that begs the question, Does do you have to take Dance 101 multiple times because you Until just keep you on pass. failing it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it was a, it was a fine song. It's fine. It's never, like, people have been like, Kate Hudson's not, she's only okay in this role. Like. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I like Kate Hudson, and, like, she clearly has talent, but I, like, what is her, like, claim to fame other than, like. Ten, well, how to lose a guy in ten days. I mean, sure, great. I like, I read a thing guess, that was basically like Kate Hudson's a really good actress, but she's really only as good as the material she's given, and the material mm. she's being given in this is not really anything. Okay, interesting. I guess like because vocally she sounded pretty solid, and like yeah. of course would, like it's Glee. On level of the Gwyneth Paltrow, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, An actress who can sing, not a singer. And so then that ends with you're not just on my list, you are my list. And that's like, the end of class. Right? They've been in class for six minutes? Three minutes? Yeah. Right? They come in. Rachel's like, why are you picking on me? She's like, rude. I'm going to dance now. <laughs> they dance. And then class is over. Which, like, that's... I was going to call out for being like, that's not realistic. But I'm like, you know, there are some college professors out there who are probably like, here's class. Watch me dance. Bye. Like, like just inaccurate so for high school. But... This is college, right. baby. Anything goes. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have your own say over what you do in the class. Um, just imagining, like, the professor that's, like, so offended by being called out for drinking during the day. That right. is like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to dance for six minutes, and y'all can leave. Yep. That's it. Bye. <laughs> anyway, we have Glee Club auditions. Um, I love an audition sequence. Yeah. Always a good time. Yeah. Always a good time. We start with Stoner Brett, who um, just raps Busters Get Pop by Lil Wayne. Um, Does a pretty good job. Yeah. Brittany was loving it, which is probably my favorite part it. of this episode. Obviously, uh, I love an audition sequence, yes. right? And then we have someone who comes in and does a routine to dubstep. You know, everyone's yes. confused. Very yes. much like, Delonda, I think, is her name. Yes. Someone's like, Does this song have lyrics? Uh,. Remember Dubstep? Oh, again, another chokehold on 2012. Yeah, for real. Skrillex, specifically. Yep. That could have been a Skrillex song, or at least was probably made to sound it like was, a Skrillex I song. It was, I think. I think it was. Nice. A real song. And then we see a young man come on stage, introduce himself as Jake. Is Just Jake. reticent to give his last name. Um, and he sings his audition song, which is... Oh, right, it's the fucking fray. It's an, it's never say never by the fray, which didn't know that's what that song was called. No, me neither. And if you had asked me right now what it was called, if I hadn't just looked it up, I would have forgotten already. I would have. I thought it would have been called "Don't Let Me Go." Yes, people think he's good. People think he's good looking. Yeah, court is and, intimidated. And then the vibes get real weird. Yeah. So he sings his song, he gets to the chorus, and then Will very abruptly cuts him off. Mm-hmm. It's like, thanks, you're done. And Jake is like, oh, but I practiced really hard and I prepared the whole song. Can't I? And Will's like, no, that's it. 
And so then Jake gets mad and he like knocks a mic stand over and storms out. Uh, why'd you do that, Will? Why'd yeah. you do that, Will? Like he explains it later. Like he explains it later to basically be like, I knew you were good after that first verse, so I didn't need to hear anything else. Which fine. But like you didn't need to cut him off with like, thanks, you're done. You could have said like, hey, that was amazing. We love you. Like you could have ended it with any amount of positivity. Right. It was definitely like Will spun his own wheel of like, is he going to be nice Will or dick Will? Right. It, it, it just came off very badly for Will, frankly, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, Jake overreacts and like tosses some stuff around the stage and that's a bad look. But uh, yeah, Will handled this poorly. Surprise. Mm-hmm. And if it was going to be short audition, why wasn't Will like, you got a verse in the chorus to, you know, to wow us. Right. Explain like how I- many bars he has. Right, yeah, like, yeah, if, if it, yeah, it would be different if he was like, oh, I didn't know we only had 16 bars. Right. And we'll cut him off. But no, this was, this was just like, okay, you, you sang 25 seconds of a song, and you're good, bye. Especially because shortly after, we will see Marley audition and get to a sing her song. whole fucking song, and Will is, like, very full of praise yes. after it. So, Will's a dick. End of story. Will's a dick. In conclusion, um, Carmen Thibodeau is back. Yeah, we got Whoopi for another season. Yeah, we are in the round room. Is this a real place? That's what I was wondering. Like, it felt, it looked real, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. Sets are a thing. But, like, it looked like it might have been an actual place somewhere in New York. Like an actual concert hall? Yeah. Of some sort? It did look it did look authentic in a way like yes yeah um, I don't know if you want to Google the IMDb facts um, I'm, I'm looking briefly that is the Walt Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles okay BP Hall at Walt Disney Concert Hall interesting that is where the LA Philharmonic perhaps plays wow good get yeah for a college I mean, conservatory I know. And that, especially when based in New York, that they fly all the way out to uh, LA for that, huh? Well, thank you. Uh, shout out to gleefilminglocations.tumblr.com. Wow, Tumblr's really making a comeback lately. Wow. Okay, so it is real, but it's not a real New York location. Right. Carmen Thibodeau's there to be intimidating. Intimidating yeah. Carmen Thibodeau, um, yeah. saying, "Freshman, this is the first time you will sing, and the second time you will sing is like at the end of." the semester if you're um, invited if you're invited immediately girl goes up sings ave maria and is kicked out of the program and it's told right. to reapply in december like immediately after like two bars i want to say right like cuts her off carmen thibodeau is like i told you to practice over the summer you clearly didn't come back in december yeah wild <laughs> a bit a bit more drastic than what you would see irl but yes i figured that that's the point across dramatic effect but yeah Next up is Rachel Berry. Impress me. Um, and she will do it. Why? Because Hot Junior is looking at her smiling a la Finn in the first three seasons yep. as if to say, you can do this. First of all, Girl Who Was Kicked Out and Rachel mm-hmm. Berry, both not singing show tunes. They're both singing musical. Th- they're both studying musical theater. Neither of them are singing show tunes because Correct. the first girl sings Ave Maria. And now Rachel Berry, sings super Billy cut, Joel. sings yeah. Billy Joel alongside more or less uh, Marley who's yeah. singing New York State of Mind for her Glee Club audition. Um, 
which is just weird to me. Like it, if you're in a studio a musical theater class for Rachel, like it's a fine choice yes. for Marley. It's a weird choice for Rachel. Like if you're like impress me, you the, you're in our musical theater program. You're in danger of getting kicked out. Impress me, and you chose to sing this song, Billy Joel. Yeah, as performed by Barbara Streisand, I guess. But still, okay. Um, yeah. Um, how do you feel about what this did number? You- I was going to ask you. Um, well, we all know you're feeling on Billy Joel. But. Yes. Um, I The thing is, like, I love Marley's voice. Like, mm-hmm. I think Melissa Benoist. Benoist, um, I think. Uh, Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, her voice is something pretty unique for mm-hmm. this group as it is, and I really loved listening to that. Um, and it was refreshing because, like, we're so used to Leah Michelle's Michelle Leah Michelle style voice. of singing. Yeah, that this was... You know, this is this moment's really supposed to solidify like the episode title, like the new Rachel, and it's like right. the, the show is really pounding it in our face. This is the new Rachel, um, right? It's her. She's gonna be your new female lead. You can tell because she's yeah. singing the exact same song as her other female lead. Um, I do think Marley does it better. I think this song is I more agree. suited for her voice. Um, Leah Michelle's Leah Michelleing it. It sounds yeah. fine. I don't Sounds love fine. this number. Just like I wouldn't choose to listen to it. It's not a song I particularly like. Yeah, like the the song itself is fine. Like I, there are other songs about New York that I like better. Right, and you know, your feelings on Billy Joel, well known. This is not the Billy Joel song I would have picked if we were singing right. Billy Joel. It's no Uptown Girl. I, well, exactly. <laughs> Did, have I ever talked about on this show how my favorite Billy Joel song is only a song? It's it's only my favorite Billy Joel song because I thought it was John Denver singing it. What song? Always a Woman. That's really funny. You're like, I love this not Billy Joel song. I was like, I was just like vibing. It was playing at work one day and I was like, wow, this is great. Like, I like, I've been meaning to get into John Denver. What song is this? And I look at the, I look at the iPhone playing the music and it's Billy Joel. And I'm like, God damn it. Betrayed. Betrayed by John Denver, frankly. (laughs) My aunt, John Denver. Has betrayed me. Anyway, Carmen Thibodeau is in fact impressed. You can tell because she goes, nice. Nice. Which is like very, like, your stereotypical doesn't show, like, uh, it's like a Devil Wears Prada, like, if you can get that small smile out of Miranda Priestly, you've done it. Like, that's that's Carmen Thibodeau's, like, impressed voice. Right. Um, Meanwhile, Will's like, now that's what I call star quality in front of everybody vying to be, quote, the new Rachel. Right. Um, cut to the hallway. Marley is in. Jake is not. Yeah, we get um, a nice slow mo cast list look. Yes. Um, and then we run into a problem. Ian, the math ain't mathing over here. Thank you. Thank you. Go on. Twelve members needed to complete. This is a well established canon. We are f- we are four seasons in now. This is from season one. You need twelve members to complete in Glee Club. Twelve. I didn't count. Mm-hmm. I feel like we lost like five. What? Rachel, Finn, Mike, Santana, Quinn, someone else. Mercedes. Mike. Yeah, she lost. He lost like six or seven people, right? Yeah. He. Yep. So, which means he needs at least like six more to six people. Compete. He needs half a Glee Club. He had pages upon pages of people auditioning. It was shown how many people signed up. How many people yeah. did Will admit to Glee Club? One. One. He added only Marley. 
Did he think that her voice would count as six people? It doesn't mathematically. <laughs> no, no. Her voice nor her physical presence count as six people. What are you going to do? Are you going to hold other auditions later for worse people? I mean, and God knows that is, that's, that's dicey as it is, knowing how Will just lets people come and go in and out of the Glee Club as he damn well as, pleases. Yeah, I was like, why have auditions if you're only going to allow one other person when you clearly need at least five more? And of course, what's, what was wild to me was like, if you pause and look at like the Glee Club cast list or whatever, it's all of those names. The as if they people. all re-auditioned? They didn't. But they didn't. It was dumb. It was dumb and I got mad. The math like, ain't come mathing. On. The math ain't mathing. Like, come on, Will, you should know better. Mm-hmm. This is going to get up into some hot water. It's not, but I feel like it should. It should. Like, come on, we already know Sue's here, and how is she yeah. not already jumping on, Will, the math, get it? Ain't to it ain't mathing. But, I mean, like, I guess that's only so important because we cut to the choir room, and this is where we discover that Joe is back. Yeah. On top of Sugar being back. Yep. Um, and... It's funny because they're talking about, like, who's going to be, like, the new Rachel. Um, and Kurt is, st- Kurt, Kurt is there. He is, like, yep. laying out sheet music. He is, like, it's weird. It's weird, weird. Um, and, and, like, but finally... it is supposed to be weird. Like, they, they do capture that, like, my guy, you gotta get, like, you've been yeah. here too much. Stop laying the sheet music out on the floor. Um, and... Artie declares that... I. Out of his testing, Blaine is the new Rachel. Fine. And Not true. Fine. But... Not true. And also what's annoying to me is, like, there was a close second, and then it was Tina. Like, <sighs> fuck and you. And so it begins. This really begins, like, Tina assassination arc. Not character assassination. Not, like... <laughs> oh, no. Tina does not get assassinated this season. I will tell you that. <laughs> this season. Um... Season five, you never know. We'll find out. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, Tina deserves better. Justice for Tina. Blaine should be Finn. Uh, Blaine should be Finn. Tina should be Rachel. But it's going to be Marley because the show literally was like, no, white bl- white brunette must be star right. of show. Right. And we have this moment here where, like, Marley enters, Will is introducing her, and Sugar, like... Mm-hmm. I don't even think, like, underhandedly at first, goes like, oh, I love your sweater, where'd you get it? Yeah. And Marley's like, oh, uh, J. J. Crew. Crew. And Sugar's like, really? Yeah. And, like, it kind of implies that, like, she's onto her, the, she's gonna be found out that she is, she's checks poor. notes, poor. Yeah. Which I guess is a, is bad, It's a problem and... for woman, wasn't problem with Sam, poor. Right. But. Right. Um, we'll, we'll get to that as well. We'll circle back to that. Um, and, like, another, like, really touching but sad scene where Marley and her mom are celebrating. Um, and, like, she doesn't want to lie about who her mom is anymore, but her mom is like, no, you have to because we don't want you to... Uh, this is your shot don't... at popularity, yeah, basically. This is, yeah, exactly, which is, like, such a bummer. Like, man. Um sad in many ways yeah and cut to lunchtime blaine's advice to kurt you can't be here anymore you're stuck you belong in new york you don't even need to be in yada just fucking go to new york leave please um, um there's also some great revisionist <laughs> history about rachel because kurt oh, thank is you like, 
Thank well, I mean, you for the that. The thing about Rachel is she might have always been the star, but she made sure there was room for everyone. No, she did not. No, she, she did not. She to a crack house, first of all. <laughs> Thank you. I had the same fucking note. She never once made sure to share her stardom with other people. That was literally her entire thing is that she was like all for me. Not once, not never, unless your name is Finn Hudson because we I want to bone you. Right? There is no, someone, whoever's writing this book did not remember, Ra- someone is remembering Rachel with some real rose-colored glasses. And that person, I'm sure, is Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, and this is, okay. Okay. Again, 2012 chokehold bingo right Can here. Can we? Can I tell you about my experience watching this number? <laughs> Ian, it was wild. I can't wait. I've, I've never once, it starts, first of all, cup song? Except, first of all, here's, cup song. here's the math I just did. Pitch Perfect only had a limited release in September 28th. It didn't really come out till the 5th of October. So does right. that mean Glee did it first? I hope not. I fucking Pitch hope Perfect not. wasn't really out hope. yet by the time they... The, so why why were we so into cups in 2012? <laughs> why? Someone explain it. Big cup. A lot of cups. I didn't know we loved cups as instruments. Second of all, right. I'm watching this number and I'm having this moment because I'm like, I know this song. I know the words mm-hmm. of this song. I, mm-hmm. I know it. I've heard it a million times. If you were like, Karina, tell me the name and artist of this song, I'd be like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm going to guess Imagine Dragons. Spoiler alert, I was right. But that could be totally wrong. I feel, And it wasn't. But I was like, I'm watching. I'm like, I like this song. I like this number. And I know nothing about it. <laughs> Wait, you didn't? Oh, you didn't realize that it was that? That I knew. That song. I knew it was that song, but I had. Right. I. It was just a song that I had heard so many times, passively, that was, basically, that right. I never once learned its title, and I well, had only vaguely learned its artist. Well, to your credit, like that was one like the Imagine Dragons like breakout song in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like a lot of people will. Okay. And like side tangent, like I loved Imagine Dragons when they first came yeah. out. Like I, like that first album, I thought was pretty killer. Um, I have since changed my opinions on them. That's for another Fair. podcast. Um, but that song really got them like their start. Radioactive was like another one, but like yeah. But people know people know that opening riff. They know that chorus. They know yeah. Right. They know it's time to begin. Yeah. Anyway, that's um, that's it. And so not only was that like omnipresent during like 2012 2013 yep there were like two three other bands that had songs that sounded just like exactly it. the same right yeah because this is gonna be the best day of my life that's exactly it which i think they might also do in glee to be honest i would fully believe it like i remember hearing that song for the first time being like boo just give me imagine dragons like who does that one um american authors that's that's the thing if you were like if you had put me like with two buttons and I was listening to the song and you were like tell me which one of these it is I it is American Authors um pull that out of the crevices of my yeah. brain yeah they absolutely do the best day of my life on Glee as well <laughs> yeah, I believe it but like I, there has to be some sort of conspiracy theory here because like not only do they just do like arbitrary cup like evocative of Anna Kendrick it's but so... towards the end of it they do the full on like routine they do the yeah. full on cup choreography um, and, but like the thing about the cup song is like that like cup rhythm wasn't like invented by Pitch Perfect that's like a right. summer camp kind it. of thing yeah but 
it seems so unlikely that two songs, two or two different media entities, which both featured singing groups, right. decided to use cup song choreography within this, and they both came out in September 2012. Someone please write in. Someone please make the math Explain math the conspiracy. Us. I don't understand how they could be doing cup song and not referencing Pitch Perfect, but Pitch Perfect literally hadn't been released yet, so unless someone That's was getting leaks... Like, were they... Uh, uh, maybe <laughs> someone was at the Toronto Film Festival the year before when it premiered, or, like, yeah. even, like, um, like five weeks prior or whatever. But also, like, the, all that being said, it was so cringe. It was so it. cringe. It was so cringe. Like, an honest-to-God... Like, you can't convince me that that was an honest-to-God flash mob where they include the cup choreography. I know. So and cringe. jump roping. Like... And, like... And, in, and the, the string section is, like, on the stairs. On the stairs. Like, behind, looking caged was, fully. And um, all of this is basically to tell Kurt to fuck off. Fucking leave. You've got to get out of this high school. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Do you think and Darren Chris, like, I guess. Do you think Darren Chris has double-dutch on his special skills section of his resume? I hope so. I'm surprised he's not double-dutching more in this series. I know. Right. If once you can double-dutch once, I feel like that should come up at least, like, once a quarter. I mean, his whole, his, all of his solos got, like, big jump rope energy. He, yes. He could be Brooke Wyndham if they ever decide to yes. go that route. Yeah. Male Brooke Wyndham. Does that kind oh, of man. change the whole vibe of that if it's a guy playing Brooke Wyndham? I mean, yes, but now I'm just imagining a fully reverse gender cast of Legally Blonde, and I think yeah. that could be fun. It could. Um, I will volunteer to play Elle Woods. <laughs> it's such a hardship, but he will do or, it. Or Vivian. <laughs> you could be a, you'd be a good Vivian. A- Thank you. Um, I have been called the nicest bitch. Um, anyway. <laughs> the alternative version of Hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> nicest, nicest bitch in town. town. <laughs> um, oh, it's good to be back. Um, so, here's my problem. We go to the next scene, and my only note is, wow, racism. And I don't remember what the racism was. <laughs> uh, it's, okay, it's, so a lot happened in, like, 20 seconds. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, it's still lunchtime. Like, yes, this flash mob just happened on the other side of the school. Outside lunch. Outside now it's lunch. inside We're, lunch. Now it's inside lunch. The, the, the Sparknotes version is, like, Brit had a song in her heart, and now it's dead, and um, her heart song is a corpse that's bleeding out. Um, they can't do a, uh, a, a homecoming float of all white people, so they're doing white chrysanthemums. Yep. That was the racism because There's you got the a Tina reaction there. Um, and then they're making fun of the lunch lady again. Yes, um, but Marley loves her mom more than she loves popularity, so she's like, don't make fun of her. You don't know anything about her. And, and they're, they're like, like, what do you know? Do you care? Yeah, and she's like, and that's she's my like, mom. Because she's my mom, I thought you were different. But we'll circle back to that because we have to circle back to our prior point of Rachel Berry's in Washington Square looking at pictures of Finn and Hot Jr. is like, hey, is that your boyfriend? Yeah, um, Rachel got bangs now, which is how you know she's a cool New Yorker. I thought she always, I thought she had had bangs. Well, she wasn't having bangs. That's the thing. I got confused about bangs. I call it bangs gate in my note. Um, she had bangs <laughs> very prominently, but then in dance class, they're gone. Like, and I okay. don't know if she's just slicking them back into her bun so Which I well. Would buy. But she's got cool New Yorker bangs now. So, yeah, Hot Junior's like, you're cool, you're changing and growing, and New York loves you, or whatever. I don't know. I didn't pay attention I to the scene. You didn't he need was... to. It was like, it was, it was not Finn being, being the leader, yes. essentially. Like, it's, 
Yeah. Um, I do have a bit of what I will call New York trivia, I guess, for you, Ian. It's not trivia. There's no okay. answer. Where do you suppose Niata is? I imagine it is in the... I imagine it's in the NYU area. Like, yeah. I can imagine that, like, being so close to Washington Square, it has to be, like, in Soho or thereabouts. Like, I imagine that they party with NYU kids quite often. That would make sense. Yeah, because she's, like... And, and, unless Rachel took a subway to specifically go hang out in Washington Square Park. But then how would Hot Junior find her, so... Exactly. Um, and also, Kate Hudson says, like, thank you for paying the, my rent for my loft in Soho. Yes. Um, speaking of which, we cut to uh, Rachel is called out in the middle of this repetitive combination to yep. do PK turns. And then Kate Hudson gives her a bit of constructive feedback. Um, and then she does them again, and they're that much a little bit better. Um, yes, Rachel's conquering New York one PK at a time. Yes, and the PKs are fine. Like, her arms need to be lower, her shoulders need to be a little more, or, like, her ribcage needs to be a little more laced up, but anyway. What kind of um, dance class is this? I Again, it's Dance 101, where it's all the dance and none of the dance. All the dance, but not too much of it. Right. Um, because, like, PKs are fully a ballet move, but everyone else yeah. is clearly doing, like, a theatery jazz. They're dressed for um, jazz. I can tell. Look at all the jazz. black. Yeah. They look like a Fosse, exactly. like, costume. A hundred percent, yeah. And so uh, we have the one-two punch of her, of Kate Hudson basically being like, hey, that was better, and now I'm going to make your life a living hell, so watch the fuck out. Don't, look, if you're considering going into teaching and this is how you plan to teach, don't. Don't. Don't, don't do that. These are, What's, this the is, teachers, the teachers in this universe, not one good one. No. Not one. We have yet to see just a good teacher. Maybe Whoopi Goldberg's not. Well, no, Whoopi Goldberg did cut that person I mean, for a program for singing right. Ave Maria. Like, she's, she's, I, and, like, even if she's not bullying, like, it's still very intimidating. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not a non-toxic environment. Maybe conservatories are bad, actually. Perhaps. Hmm. On this hmm. season of Glee, we will discover. <laughs> If, if you went to a conservatory right in, um, yes. let us know. But yeah, so cut to Bert sends Kurt off to New York. It's time for adventure. Um, oh my God, I It was cried. good enough for, yeah. I cried. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cried. It's not just our classic it's, beautiful Bert and Kurt we moment. We stand Bert. Bert's like, you can, he, what got me was the one-two punch of you can always come back. And then Kurt, but then Kurt like exits the car and Bert goes, but you won't. Yeah. The only thing that's funny about it is Bert says the second part at totally normal volume. The windows are, d- are wide open and Kurt's like still getting luggage out of the car. So in theory, Kurt could have been like, what? What? <laughs> Sorry, what? What'd you say, Dad? <laughs> you talking to me? Nope. What do you mean nope. I won't come just, back? Uh, just uh, turning um, on the radio, son. But it was beautiful. It was Kurt being like, uh, Bert being like, New York is going to be so much better for you than Lima, yeah. Ohio ever was. So many people that are there like you that, like, yeah, you're going to fit right in. You're going to feel at home. Yep. Truly the world's greatest dad. Yes, honestly. This is also where I noted that you can tell, like, Chris Colford looks like he aged the most in between seasons. And I think that has to do with the fact that he oh. was, like, one of the youngest of the original cast members. That now he's, like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, right, you were 19 and now you were very clearly 22. Like, good for you. You're, right. like, a much more grown up. Even more than you did at the end of season three. So good for you, Chris Culver. 
fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, aging well, though. Um, yes. Cut to in our sort of denouement of this episode. Yeah. Um, Sam the approaches Club Marley. Learns their lesson is the title yes. card of uh, this scene. <laughs> exactly. Uh, classic. Um, Sam approaches Marley to apologize, understands, like, Look, I've been there before. My family's been homeless. I yep. I know that like there's a J Crew. I know that sweater uh, label trick. sewn over the Walmart sweater, um, and now and then everybody comes in to apologize and um, and it's like wild. Like what's wild is like they're like yeah, that's the great thing about Glee Club. Everybody has a voice. Everybody's a star. And it's like you spent the whole episode fighting to be the star. Right. Pick a lane. And now. And now no one cares that Unique is just out and about in the middle of the school. Like, we didn't and actually resolve that at all. No, and it's weird. It's so weird. Like, the two lines that Unique has there, it's it's not comfy. It's a little, like, yep. is it uh, the mammy stereotype a little bit? Like, it's something about it's weird. The vibe is a little off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, love Alex Newell and everything Obviously. therein. But yeah, just a weird, kind of weird. Um then of course like enter kitty and the football players again just to be mean and throw slushies in their face and order is restore we were fine accepting you when you weren't but now that you have a poor amongst you we can't right that's a line too far and then Which she says like, a couple of great more more racism right exactly and it's weird because like class was never an issue up to this point like no I guess that's what we're exploring on Glee Season 4 is, is class politics. Classism. <laughs> yep. And then, finally, we have Will talking to Jake Puckerman. Yes, the big reveal that Jake is Puck's half-brother, but with the same father, not the same mother, which is why Puck didn't right. know about him. And right. Will is like, I want to offer you a chance. To- I cut you off because you were good. I, like, did not read that way. I would have also been pissed. Right. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Um I want to give you a chance because of how much glee. I'm making assumptions about you based on your brother and maybe your race, mm. <laughs> Will. And uh, mm-hmm. I want to offer you a spot in Glee Club because it helped your brother so much. And Jake is like, no, fuck you. I'm mad. And yeah. I have the right to stay mad. Which, like, understandable. So, Will makes a lot of uh, assumptions about a person and is pretty shitty. But then Jake looks on sadly as Glee Club sings. So who's who knows? I thought of you during this last song because it was Chasing okay. Pavements by Adele. <laughs> Look, okay, can I? I'm gonna read you my note word for word on this because I'm literally yes. going. Uh, and then then we go to another song that I don't really care about. Holy shit! It's Chasing Pavement, not Turning Tables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like listening. I'm like, oh, it's another ballad. Marley sings so many slow songs, and then she starts saying Chasing Pavements, and I was like. Ah, it's full circle. We did Truly. it, folks. We did it, folks. I was should so I get up or surprised. should I just keep turning tables? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I guess you have your answer right there because we see Kurt meets up with Rachel in the middle of Washington Square. The um, only place and everything they know how to film. Yeah, and um, Marley is welcomed into the Glee Club. It's a yeah. I like the arrangement a lot, and um, everything is beautiful at the ballet, and that's it. Yeah, Rachel has a full-on breakdown uh, in Washington Square Park, which for a, while, for a second I was like, is that real? And then I'm like, yeah, who hasn't had a yes, breakdown in Washington Square percent. Park? She calls Kurt and is like, my dance teacher hates me, my roommate won't stop having sex with people, and I just miss everyone. And Kurt's like, turn around. And he's also there, which, how did he find her? 
Um, I, I don't know. I was going to say Instagram, but, like, it wasn't as much it of a thing then. Anyway. Um, or maybe it was. She did take a photo with Hot Junior Guy at, That's you know, true. at, at the she same has, place. She clearly um, has an iPhone now. Yeah, this is the first yeah. time we've had, we've seen visible smartphones on the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and can confirm that Washington Square Park is a place to have breakdowns because my therapist used to be right on Washington Square. Look at that. It's like Rachel right? knew. Um, yeah. Rachel is wearing the most quintessential, like, fall in New York girl outfit. She's got her black tights, her boots, her booties, her mini skirt, her beret, yep. floppy hat, like... I would wear it still. She looks great. The Barry Beret. Yeah. Yep. You could rock that. I. It's hard. It's a hard outfit for work. You need more. I need more mobility sure. than if that skirt offers me. But yeah, it looks a looks sure. great. Yeah. So, it is. Everyone's chasing pavement. Kurt is like, <laughs> get a new roommate. It's me. I'm here in New York now, and we're gearing up for some Hummelberry shenanigans. Mmm. Stay tuned. And that was our first episode of season four. Hooray. Let's talk about the music in it. Let's see. We have... Oh, I guess that's technically the first song we hear, isn't it? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven songs of this episode, mm-hmm. Not which does not include the two snippets of Stoner Brett's audition and that other girl's, but does include Sister Ew. Christian. Um, so your choices are, you have to pick one of these songs and load it onto your new iPod. What iPod came out in 2012? I mean, at that point, like, I had an iPhone 4S. It actually has to go on your... Yeah, you're going to actually put this song on your iPhone so you yeah. can listen to it. I think this is also I had an iPhone at this point. Wow. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, because around that time, like, I used my... I used some of my Begin Again money to buy myself an iPhone. God, what a time. So, right? uh, you've just gotten your first iPhone, and you're going to put your cool new music on it. Uh, you have yeah. to pick a song from this episode. Your choices are Sister Christian... Call Me Maybe, a mashup of Americano and Dance Again, Never Say Ever, New York State of Mind, It's Time, and Chasing Pavements. I, I just like the idea of, like, me walking out of the Apple store with a new iPhone and then someone's like, gun to your head, pick a song. Put this song from the Glee premiere on your iPhone. <laughs> um, I think I would do Chasing Pavements. Um, yeah. I know how you feel about ballads and everything, but I think they had a great arrangement. I really love... Supergirl's voice. voice yeah. um, I would. I'll, I'll. I'll do that one. What about you? You know, I'm looking at this, and my. You, I was thinking before going to this episode, my choice would probably be "Call Me Maybe" because I like that song. But I'm so kind of upset about how much I didn't like that arrangement of it that I think I might also go with "Chasing Pavements." Wow, big day! She's choosing um, a ballad. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Sister Christian though. A song I didn't realize was on the table, but if they released that as a full single, I, I like Sister Christian. I like that song a which, lot. Which song was that? That's Motorin. That's what he was singing in the uh, shower. Oh, okay. That's your classic 80s ballad from from the shower. From the shower. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ian, welcome Karina. to season four. Do you have Thank any you. Do you have any predictions? Um. Oh God. It's not that I don't have predictions, it's just I don't know how to articulate them. Like, I imagine that, like, from the Glee Club side, we'll have to go through the whole, like, layout of, like, we gotta do sectionals, regionals, nationals, um, and then, like, some of them might even go to college. Um, Yeah. I, less predictions and more wondering, like, will we get to see Quinn again? 
What mm-hmm. about Mercedes? What about Puck? Is he already off the show at this point? Is he already right. in jail at this point? No, he's um, not. Okay. Um, so more questions than predictions. I know. I know. Turkey Lurkey time is coming down the pipe. Yeah. Um, I'm well yeah, aware. Yeah, everyone. We'll we'll get there. So uh, here, hold on. I'm gonna send you like the promo poster from season four because I feel like it tells quite a story. I'm interested to see, um, God, I'm just gonna have to add that to my camera roll and explain that to people. Oh, what was your, <laughs> what was your most recent picture? Oh, it's just me saving the poster. How um, often does that come up? Not often, but it could at any moment. So, you'll see in this promo mm. poster that that little sign there shows, like, here's all the places mm. that we had people St. go. St. Louis? Yep. Wow, Everyone Missouri. wants to go spend time in St. Louis. Meet me in St. Louis. Interesting, um, interesting, interesting. My, I'm most interested to go through season four with the New York side because I'm fascinated to have you watch a show now that both A, takes place in the city in which you currently reside, and B, takes place in sort of the vibe of like, a college theater program, something that you yes. experienced. So I'm obsessed with being able to hear your thoughts on what they did right and what it, they did wrong on both I capturing what it's like to live in New York as a young person and what it's like to go to theater school. Because I can't imagine I can't they wait. either they do either one well. I based can't on wait my to knowledge. Discuss. Like I am looking forward to that. Looking forward to that, and you can uh, we guarantee some uh, creative. Uh, voices that will be able to also input their yes. uh, thoughts and opinions this season. So stay tuned. Lee goes to college, um, and so do we. Except yes. we already did that. Um, well, thank you, folks, for joining us as we welcome ourselves back into the Glee fold. You can find the show and talk to us there on social media at Facebook, I guess, technically. I don't know why that's yeah. what I led with. I was going to lead with Twitter, but, like, Twitter's currently imploding, so I was like, should I even yeah. say it? We're on Twitter, uh, but we, who yeah. knows? But for, for who knows for how long? You know what? For Instagram. any of us. Uh, Instagram, of Instagram's kind of the main hub. Yeah. Uh, Agly aggressive. Instagram's the safest bet, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, you can also, you know what's also safe? Email. You can email us long form. Thank Give you. us your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. Uh, at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. We always welcome those emails and we read yeah. every single one and we talk about you. So, yes. Win win. Um, um, yes. Uh, Ian, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, ibrods on TikTok, um, ianjbrodsky.com. Got some shows coming down the pipeline that I'm working out. Um, so, I will continue to plug those here. Um, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok. Again, caveat of what mm-hmm. Twitter's like. Who knows? Mostly TikTok, I guess. And even then, it's in it. Um, at Epic Adventure of. Uh, cool. Let us know if we should start a TikTok. I don't know yeah. what we would post other than just our regular clips that we pull from it, our recorded video sessions. But Which, that's what we... We don't know. We could make hot glee yeah. memes. I don't hot know how to memes. do that. Um, hot glee summer. Yes, except it's... November. Hotly November. November. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us. You can join us next week. We will discuss season four, episode two, called Britney 2.0. Wow. Hmm, wonder what that could be about. <laughs> so, which means, Ian, I have to ask, 
Did this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? It actually did, yeah. Yeah, season four hype, baby. <laughs> Glee, aggressive. Glee, Glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. Glee, Glee, aggressive.